Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Episode 15 of the Critical Strike Podcast. After a brief week hiatus, we are back. Enrique Demore, Meg Kay, and Tyler Scare, the usual suspects, here to wrap up uh, and look back at a wild, wild week in the LEC. And thank goodness, because while I don't personally think that the LCS was the gigantic snoozer that everyone thought it was, it didn't produce some of the most exciting results. I think those will come a little later. Um, but that is my NA homerism coming out. Um, first of all, how are you guys doing? And second, what what did y'all think of that that weekend in in Europe? Uh, that was that was some banana stuff. Bananas. I wish I could have a thought, but that I'm gonna be honest. This weekend just broke my brain. Like I came <laughs> I came into this weekend. I was like, yeah, I get I'm my nice little journalist narratives that we love. I get to like, oh, who's gonna? Is it gonna be the rise of the second place in Rogue? Is it gonna be like everything's just gonna be nice and predictable, nice and smooth? And everyone's like, no. No, you don't get an easy weekend. <laughs> We're going to make this as hard for you as we possibly can. Yeah, it's like... The spice that we expected. You know, like, we all wanted it to be like that, but everyone's like, there's no way it would end like this. There's no way. Both, and like, then surprise. G2, yeah, and then suddenly you take a bite, and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> and you're reaching for the water, and then just, like... It's great. I, I, I love the fact that... I think that in the LEC... They are the example of te- like a bunch of teams can beat each other because they're all really, really good. Mm-hmm. Whereas in an A, it's everyone can beat each other because everyone's kind of... Anyway. Anywho, we're not on. talking about NA. NA's great. I love we NA. Love NA. It's, great, it's a great region. Week. Definitely. Not this week. Yep, yeah, not this week. <laughs> but we'll start at the most, I mean, the, the most exciting series, I think, because it was the only upset, really. And this was one that I think, even with the G2 Schalke, even with that nigh reverse sweep, that almost reverse sweep, even then you were like, okay, well, G2 are known to, you know, throw a couple games, whatever. Like, you know, Schalke, at their best, have looked extremely good. I think this Rogue Mad Lions one, because Rogue have been a model of consistency, and Mad have, you know, have been consistent, again, but just kind of right here. And mm-hmm. Elioya brought back the jungle volley bear, which I, which I, as soon as I saw that started starting to come back in the last couple of weeks, I was like, why did we ever really quit on this champion? He is so strong. And that top mm-hmm. side looked unbelievable. You can say broken. It's fine. Like the, the moment where he like dunks over the wall on three people and just takes 90% of the health. I had to like turn away from my computer for a second. I don't play a massive amount of league anymore. And I'm so glad because just seeing that made like a little bit of sick, just like rise up within me. I hate just that amount of like bonk AOE damage yeah. is so unpleasant to me, but it works. It's real good. So mm. can't blame them for drafting it. Yo, I think that mad, uh, that that series, and I was talking to you guys before about this, was that Mad brought the chaos to Rogue's control. Mm-hmm. And what we saw, I think that Rogue still needs some time to, because, you know, regular season doesn't always, like, we all know this, it doesn't always re- reflect onto the playoffs, because the playoffs is a completely different beast. And what I saw from Mad was just their willingness to always go for plays no matter what. And in this series, we saw a bunch of people shine, um, specifically Kaiser, it's a Smurf, oh, and hell. like 
there were moments in that game where I'm like, wow, I couldn't believe that he went for some of these plays. Mm-hmm. Like on Alistar, where he just flashed combos in the middle of everyone. And then, it was like, very, like, peak Hillisang. What we got out of Kaiser this weekend was very much peak Hillis. The, like, the professor, like, sees, puts yeah. on his specs and, like, zooms yeah. in on exactly the play that he has to make. And he's like, it's time. Yeah. I must go in. <laughs> yeah. Some next Heimerdinger, you know, yep. experiment type thing where it's just, like, he sees it before anyone else. And then suddenly he's, like, popping in and just knocking everybody up. And then what's great about uh, Mad is that they're also in the same mindset of aggression. So yeah. they're like, you hit that. All right, let's go. Like, I'm I'm ready. Like, I'm jumping in. And, like, that whole series, it just felt like even though Rogue would, like, have control for a bit, once, like, Mad Lions just kept pulling them into the game that they wanted mm-hmm. them to play. And that's where they thrive the most is just constant fighting, constant fighting, constant fighting. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see um, how Rogue bounce back. I think that... The most exciting series will be the one that we're going to see later on, G2 versus Mad, because they play the exact same, almost the exact same way, yep. where they're just like, we can fight that. We're fighting that. Like, Let's like, go. See fight, <laughs> take fight. Like, that's literally what, they, what they're doing, both of them. So. Yeah, so, so to that point, do you think it is a little disingenuous to just distill it down to just, oh, you know, again, chaos versus control, like, can, and chaos will win out when the margins really aren't that big because just like pound for pound as far as talent you would have to give this to rogue they are the more Mm -hmm. talented team they put together Mm -hmm. more consistent performances but be it flexibility be it again a willingness to constantly be taking fights and press the issue and and play well from behind which they did in game four uh you know they were they were on the verge of losing that until they took a couple good fights around uh i forget it was a bear or dragon but a couple good fights around the objectives uh but humanoid on twisted fate he wasn't you know concerned with like you know he wasn't concerned about getting super far behind or any of that do you think that it is just like, oh, that style will always win out when the talent gap isn't that big? I actually don't think it will. I think the... I kind of subscribe to, like, the LS school of thought, where if you're evenly matched, scaling will always win out, just because, like, ease of execution is on the side of the people that are scaling. You don't have a timer that's ticking down to when your composition can actually work. Right. But, like, I think the issue this series was much more that Rogue looked really nervous. Like, Mm -hmm. Rogue didn't want to take plays. They've been a lot better this split. We've seen them kind of move away from what they were criticized for a lot last year, which was, oh, you have the Rogue playbook where you do the same five things every single game. Like, send Lars into a side lane, You split. he split pushes, waits to get to, like, two items on Azir, then you team fight, you go take an objective, you base, you team fight again, take another objective, and then you try and end the game. Like... They haven't been doing that all split long. They've finally shown some diversity, whether it be in their drafts or in their just actual plays in-game. And they just kind of fell back on this weird, predictable style that we saw from them last year, which Mm. clearly isn't working. Like, it's clearly... It's not going to fly, especially in Europe, where so many teams are willing to play crazy. You can't... That style won't work. Yeah. Like, depending on who they face in the lower bracket, if they face Fnatic, it's kind of, they're kind of the same way, right? Fnatic yeah. loves to fight. Fnatic's really aggressive to a fault, right? Mm. But if Rogue isn't able to kind of weather the storm in a way with other types of advantages, whether that's, you know, yeah. good wave control or, you know, objective control on the other side of the map, if they're getting dove under a tower, are they finding, a, like, 
ways to get stay even in gold in another place, et cetera, et cetera, and you know, staying smart and then bringing back some of the stuff that we saw during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see them losing to Fnatic again. Like I can see them losing to Fnatic just because Fnatic again is one of those teams where it's like, see fight, take fight, and you know, you have a couple of players on that team where it's like, they can look a little bit inty, mm. but. In a five-game series, like you look at Fnatic's roster, and that this is assuming that they beat Schalke, but like in a, fi- in a five-game series, a lot of those players have a ton of best-of-five playoff experience yeah. that have helped them. They they know how to adjust. They know how to adapt. This is a big test for Rogue and how they're able to adapt to the to the mistakes that they made. If this Rogue loses to this Fnatic, then something has gone very wrong between the end of the regular season and now. Because there's just no way that, like, Fnatic have definitely stepped up their game, sure, and obviously they had the issues at the end of the split, which made them look like they were performing a lot worse than they actually were. But Fnatic's cord... I can't say this word. Coordination is, like, minimal to none. It's just, like, Mm. one of them will go in maybe another will follow if they feel like it or they will continue farming whatever thing they happen to be doing at that moment and then like the rest of the team will just kind of wander over hands in pockets like yeah what's going on fight yeah we'll do this and then if rogue who are like sure they're a little predictable or they were predictable in that series but their teamwork is absolutely stellar if rogue's coordination loses to the dog pile that is fanatics like current gameplay style something's gone drastically wrong because that shouldn't be happening i mean we've seen collapses like this before though like we've seen horrible but i really collapses. want rogue to do well don't like i'm not i'm that. knocking on wood because like i was a huge rogue fan during the split and even beforehand i said that they were going to be a top two team which they are right yeah. like i remember right before we had like an off-season episode i'm like rogue's gonna be a like people are putting rogue like too low Mm-hmm. Like, I saw people putting Rogue in fourth, but I'm just like, they're a top two team with these additions. Like, with Odo and with Trimby, I think they're a top two. But, like, I don't... It's scary to think that they could be... Collab- I don't think they can, though. They've looked way too consistent. There's no way they yeah, just had I a bad think, weekend. I think and I hope that this can just be passed off as, like, a blip. Because, yeah. yeah. oh, if it's not... I that would be, be huge. But, realistically, they're probably... Probably going to come back just fine against whoever it is that they're facing next. Yeah. So, I mean, they will get out of the winner, right? They will get the winner of that Schalke Fnatic uh, matchup. And I think it is far from a guarantee. I think Fnatic have a tough hill to climb uh, mm. in Schalke um, because they, you know, they mm. took G2 to five games. So let's take mm. it right there. Uh, Broken Blade, like we saw in North America at his best, it seemed like he was, you know, at his best on those carry champions um, when they wanted to, you know, give themselves that option. I think that. The fact that he busted out a Darius for the first Ooh. time and got a pentakill on it really abused Spybreaker. Right? I mean, just <laughs> these, these champions that don't really have these innate gap closers, and that was kind of the the issue with them. But you know, Darius has like a reverse gap closer in like the Yank, but you know, he has that built-in sustain, so it's like, oh, Gore Drinker's nerfed. Who cares? I'm Darius. I have like Gore Drinker in my kit. And Stridebreaker becoming a lot more of a prevalent item in that sense. Urgot also, right? Armut mm-hmm. put on that masterclass. You want to talk about when the diff- when there's a slight difference in skill, scaling will win out. That was Armut in game four on that Urgot. Urgot is a disgusting, disgusting, Gross. dirty, Agree. dirty champion. Agree. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> in the best way possible. Um, <laughs> but Shalka G2, 
that was uh, that, that was much more than I bargained for with that one. G2 do end up going out on top. They will face Mad Lions in the semifinal. They are one best of five away from MS or from challenging for MSI. Um, what'd you see in this one uh, besides the the debacle that was Game Five uh, as far as itemization is concerned? Uh, Yikes! Yeah, I Shalka put up one hell of a fight, and that's like you said because of the form that they're in. Yeah, they they can probably be fanatic. Cause the thing is, is that one of the bi- the players that really surprised me and who I'm pretty high up on now is Limit. Yes, like, my boy. Limit, He's so Limit good. Limit showed up in that series. Like his ability, and I, at least he supports are built different, bro. I don't know what y'all are eating or feeding them Skid over there. It. Like it's crazy how good those guys are. And we're not even talking about like like like. Like the the no, top it's just, of the top. It's just EUS support mains. It's just EUS support mains. <laughs> as, she, as she goes like, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, no, straight up. Like you got Limit, you got Trimmy, you got Kaiser who who popped off. Like these supports are are on these like picks like Rel and Alistar are showing legitimately no fear, even when they're behind. They're they're, yep. they're like. Yo, I'm a cow. It just rushes at you and Skid knocks it. your whole team up. That's it. And it's just like, I, I watch NA and, you know, sometimes we don't see that, right? And well, most of the time we don't see that. Like kind of like willingness to keep pushing. Because when you're behind, the enemy team's probably like, oh, they're going to be scared. They're gonna not going to want to, you know, risk losing even more. But that's the kind of mentality that just lets you lose because you're just yeah. not making plays, yeah. right? And no, so when, when you're like, behind, especially if, like you said, you've got someone on a support that is just made out of CC, that those are champs that can do more with less because all they have to do yes. is push buttons. Their items don't determine how mm-hmm. long that stun works, right? If you are coordinated and you are the one asking questions, that's how you play well from behind because, yeah. like you said, you will just get bled out otherwise. Exactly. You bleed out. And so, like, when I what I saw from Limit, even when they were, like, uh, like in, in like, especially since they were facing off against G2, because let's be real, when you face off against G2, there's that extra level of, like, almost, like, fear. Because it's yeah. like... Oh, you can get in you your own head, yeah. G2. Yeah, exactly. You can get in your own head crazy. But, like, looking at that team, it's like, they didn't... They were playing balls to the wall. They were like, I don't care who you are. The names are off. The t- I like, like to call you it can, the you know. Gilius effect. It's just, like, the sheer, like, unbridled, like, aggression that Gilius... I don't want to say aggression because he seems like a very lovely guy, but he's definitely a character (laughs) and he's got like a presence about him and he just like the hype that emanates from Gilius' body. It like reaches to all the other players (laughs) when they're sitting next to him like, let's go! Let's go! He's just pounding on the desk and stuff. Yep. Yeah, no. No, but I mean, but that's how, I mean, even you look back at 2019 Worlds, right? What was the one team that could have beat G2 after they took down Korean team after Korean team and just teams that were less talented than them? It was the one team that was willing to be even more insane than they were, and that was FPX. They just threw the mm-hmm. entire rule book out. Right? Yes. G two rewrote the rule book. FPX said that's cute, and they and threw the rule book it. away. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and uh, no, so that they are going to have. I mean, them against Mad, like you said, they play different or similar sort of styles. Um, I have a hard time thinking that Mad Lions will uh, outright upset G two. Um, just but... I think the talent will be too much, but. They've done it before. Admittedly, G2 did not have Reckless. However, Mad didn't have Elioia and Armut. I I can't tell if this is just me being delusional or not, because I really, really... I want 
some fresh faces. Like, I mm. love GTA and Fnatic, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Give me something new. Give me something exciting. If Mad beat G2, I would not, like, I would lose it. And I, <laughs> I don't think it's quite as out of the realms of possibility as no. people might expect. No, not like, at all. Not at all. I th- especially with the form that we saw Mad in <clears throat> on that, like, that game against Rogue. I think Mad can really take it to G2, like, in a place where they are comfortable taking some games. I don't know if they'll win the series, but it's 100% not going to be a 3-0. Hey. Like, in no universe is this a 3-0. All, all I'm saying is G2 still wants to go to the lower bracket so that they can crush Fnatic's dream <laughs> and make sure they don't go to finals. Yeah. No, but it, it, like, but seriously, though, I think that Mad... The only thing that I'm scared about is because G2 is so experienced and Mad is so young, mm-hmm. that if G2 mm-hmm. plays at the same speed as Mad and do- just dominates them, which we've seen them do, will that kill their kind of like confidence in themselves? Because... In in Elioya's post game interview, he said that the game, the first game against Rogue, he played scared because he didn't want to make mistakes. Yeah. But then afterward, he's like, if I don't try to do something, I'm we're gonna lose and we're just gonna bleed out. So you know. He said, "F it," right? Yeah. But at the same time, if you say if you come in with that mentality, and he's coming in with a ton of like momentum from this past he's this past series, if he yeah. comes into the first game and they get like, like G two just goes settle down, kid. That's like that'll now. be that'll be rough for a young player that's just coming in like to to like if you get like severely gapped I'm saying like if it's close then we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they get severely gapped that like but for a young player that's Imagine imagine the ego on these kids if they come in first game and they stomp G2. They will be unbeatable. Like you come in as a team full of youngish players and you beat a team that is exclusively made up of world's finalists, huge. Like mm. you will ride that high for months, you will absolutely <laughs> crush them. If you can like keep that positive mental going if you yeah. get a first win, I really think Mad can win this series. I don't think regardless of who wins, I don't think it's gonna be a three O. But mm. If Mad 3-0 G2, I will eat one of my shoes. Like, actually, that's just not... Clipped and shipped. Clipped and shipped. But to your point, I don't think it, I don't think that's going to happen. And <clears throat> look, there is still a spot awaiting in the loser's bracket for whatever team doesn't come out of here. Like, it, I think it's very, very likely we might see a, a Mad Lions Rogue rematch with the way the bracket is structured, right? Oh, Shalka Fanatic, they go into to play Rogue. I would favor Rogue over either of those two teams. If nothing else, I think Rogue are going to be just really big, salty that they got knocked out <laughs> yeah. like they did. They're going to be real mad. <laughs> I think they're going to be big mad. Um, and then we could see a Rogue Mad Lions rematch. But look, a couple years ago, or a couple splits ago, Mad did the same thing to G2. They knocked him into the lower bracket. Um, and we all know how that went. G2 is inevitable. Um, so I yeah, say... The final, they had the gauntlet on. Yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, Reckless was the final Infinity Stone. and they just Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got Carlos with the gauntlet. And he's just like... And he's like... <laughs> He's ready to just snap the rest of the LEC out of existence. Like, and Elioya El- 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 is trying to be Iron Man, saying no. I, I am Elioya. Elioya. He's absent. By the okay, way, I any say... like Photoshop fans out there, if you could like um, Photoshop so the heads funny. of those two people onto that scene, we will pay you an exposure. Oh my! An exposure! Because, yeah. Wow! We will pay you an exposure. <laughs> yep. Yes, we, we we have some the classic, some of that. Um, the classic esports payment. So, rapid fire. Uh, I say. I, I maintain that 3-1 is not a coward's prediction. I say 3-1 G2. To y'all. For Mad? Yeah, over Mad. 3-2 Mad Lions. No, I will not justify my answer. 
Okay, I'll say three two, G two. Alrighty, will... <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> what? That's the coward's answer. Wow, we did. And okay. then, did we say? Did we give our predictions for uh, Fnatic Shalka? Did we dive into? No, we that? did not yet. All right, real quick then, because we are, we are running up on uh, on the end of our first half here. Uh, yeah, I would, I would favor. Actually, I have no idea. As soon as I said it out loud, I was like, nope, <laughs> nope. That, <laughs> yeah. I am gonna, I am going to blaspheme. I'm gonna go against everything that I have ever known as a person. I'm gonna say three two Shalka. Wowie. And it's I know for a fact that's gonna come around and bite me because every time I doubt Fnatic in a best of five, they, they win. win. They win. But I'm gonna Oh, that felt wrong to say, but I'm gonna say three two Shalka. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it you know what? Let's be decisive. I'm gonna say three oh Fnatic. Ooh. 3-0 Fnatic. 3-0. 3-0. Alright, I'm gonna put you One on the spot. You got, you, you, you like got 30 seconds to give even like a slight explanation. I, I'm gonna ask you to completely justify because I could see that happening. But I think that is uh that that's one of the darker timelines. Really? A 3-0 for Fnatic? Or one I of the brighter timelines. Like in terms of like because I think that if Fnatic can 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 get the first game off of a like a Shaka that's like riding off a high. Mm-hmm. Off of like almost beating G two, I think I think they can take a three zero. I can say I think that they can do a three zero. Also, just because I don't want to do the three one thing, but like, but I do think that uh, that 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 fanatic can can sweep these guys, and then they'll get swept by Rogue. Yikes! <laughs> Likely, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three two fanatic. Uh, I think they will. I think they will prevail. I think they will uh, have risen through whatever adversity they were going through i think that i don't know i think i think that bwipo will i think bwipo and self-made will pose a little bit of a greater challenge um and that they will be a little more aggressive they won't sit as much back i think that Bwipo will be willing to try some crazier stuff i think it might take armut off guard just enough um and i think that that bot lane will prevail my boy upset hilly will have his controlled aggression moments but i think that the bot lane <laughs> the the talent in that might be uh might be the difference there. That that's the one thing that's worrying me is Hilly. My man is triple digits and that's oh, no. <laughs> Tone it down, brother. Just and don't get me wrong. Like he's had obviously things have been rough. Yes. Regardless of all like you kind of have to put that caveat on Fanatic's performance now just because that is really rough and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. The last week was been but bad, yeah. my god. My guy has not perhaps not had the split of his career I think part of it's been growing pains getting the like the Reckless. the bot lane duo of him and Upset mm. working because Upset was traditionally a much more like bounce waves in bot lane and like wait for the fight to come to you than he was following up on engage. Mm. But oh no, man! Look, mm, I get I, I, my heart goes out to him. I hope that he's recovering. I hope that everything's fine over there. It's the whole split, not just mm. one week. You have a hundred deaths. Ninety nine. Sorry. You did not get a hundred of those deaths in one week. Yeah, you didn't get a hundred of those deaths in the last week of the split, man. Like, all right. So that'll be it. Then it'll be, I guess, majority wise, Fnatic going on to face Rogue, and I think Rogue probably take that one. G two over Mad. Majority wise, uh, nothing too crazy, not too chalky. But look, that's the beauty of the LSC playoffs. Is last weekend we got some, we got some, uh, some upsets, some near upsets. It always delivers mm-hmm. on entertainment value. Uh, if nothing else, uh, an entertainment value is a funny word. You could say well, chaos is entertainment value. Good play is entertainment value. Yeah. And I think the LSC delivers on both those fronts, which is very exciting. We're going to take it to a mm-hmm. quick break. When we come back, a little bit of an awards segment uh, that we will debut here awards. on the yeah, awards uh, on the Critical Strike <laughs> podcast. Don't you go anywhere.
Welcome back, everybody. We have changed our attire, but not really our brand, as we get ready for the first <laughs> annual or split annual dot no uh, the critical stress awards. Nice. The punctualness, the preparation, and the presentation, as you can see, are all on point here as we hand out uh, some awards that make just as much sense as us even deciding to do this in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be your host, Henrique Demore, and also a participant as we uh, count down just for the LEC specifically some of the most um, memorable, again, a word that, like entertainment value, has multiple meanings depending on the context that you want to take it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are going to run through five Smart categories caveat. here. Small caveat, none of this is flame and not meant to be taken seriously. Please don't think that this no. is us insulting the players. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to get tagged on Twitter. Just like Excuse the setup me. here. Quit Lots of things about pod. this shouldn't be ta- Some things about this podcast should be taken seriously. The, the next 20 minutes should not be taken seriously. This is just for fun. Uh, we, <laughs> the awards we will be handing out. Uh, worst performance, a Dade Award. Uh, to, to go with the, the meme of things that would kill Prince William, Duke of, I don't know, what's the Duke of Meg? Edinburgh? It's something, I don't know, I don't know anything <laughs> about the royal family. Nice, alright. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a commentary there on the, the, the relevance of the royal family. But, uh, things that would kill LS, uh, Duke of Last Salesmanship the Fourth, as I dubbed him. Uh, the best at-home gaming setup, given that everyone has, until the playoffs, been completely at home. Uh, where would you like the most to be and the most underappreciated player to end on a positive after we just meme around here for 20 minutes? So let's dive right into it. Worst performance. And we gave some liberal definitions here as far as do you want to take it as worst individual performance, worst team performance? Uh, Tyler, why don't we start with you? Well, I'd like to nominate. (laughs) Open the card up. Yeah. I'd like to nominate. This is one that me, like we all three of us, we were talking about it earlier. Um... It's a game early in the season between two of the primo teams of the LEC, Astralis versus XL Esports. Mm. It was a... A banger, to be sure. 40, 40 minutes slugfest in which 16 kills were... <laughs> 16 kills, a whole 16 kills were taken during that game. And standout performance <laughs> from Zanzara, who in 40 minutes had... No kills, a death, and no assists. <laughs> hey, look. Sometimes you have a day. Sometimes you have a bad day, right? Sometimes you just want to play some PvE. Sometimes you load onto the rift and you're like, you know what? I was kind of stressed out. I'm going to go do some farming sim. This will calm me down. This will get my mental right. Oh my god. Dude, 40 minutes? Okay, I'm the only thing... Like, I'm so surprised that you had, in 40 minutes, only, like, 16 kills across the board. That's something. Like, 40, like, what are y'all, like, what are you guys doing? Like, Yeah, and the, the split was, what, 14 to 2, right? Yeah! Like, how is this possible? Like, is, am I in the LEC? I was looking at some of the comments after the game, and everyone's like, that was a game of League of Legends. That's all I can say. <laughs> that was something. That was a game of League of Legends. That was definitely a professional oh. League of Legends game. And the other people are like, Wow, I didn't know the LCS starts this early. It's like, what is going on, man? I mean, to, to, to farm that hard for oh. 40 minutes as a jungler, right? I mean, like, you it's, it's like you have to be at objective fights. You have to go and, like, try to contest smites. <laughs> yeah, where have you been, and things. man? And he wasn't even playing a farming jungler. For me, Karthus, when he was, like, really, really broken, like, you know, early last year. He's still really, really strong, by the way. 
mm-hmm. but like last year when he like kind of popped his head up and I was like, I play exclusively ganking junglers, but then I was like, okay, I'll try this whole farming juggler thing. And it stressed me out to no end because like, I felt like, oh, I'm going to get flamed if I don't gank my lanes and stuff, which in my ELO will happen, even though it's like, no, I'm playing Karthus. I'm playing Graves. Like, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> if you want me to be relevant in 10 minutes, please leave me alone. Um, just let me do so, my thing. No, you'll get yeah. question mark ping. And, and with Karthus, it was fine because occasionally I would just press R and that was my presence in lane. That was your right? gank. Exactly. Uh, but Udyr is literally not that in any way, shape, or form. That's, that's why he's a good champion. He can just sprint at you, bonk you over the head with some CC, and make some magic happen. Zero, one, and zero. Did you, like, AFK halfway through? Like, what's it's going on? It's just not bro? ideal, I don't think. <laughs> it's not ideal! It's no. just not... Meg, it's guaranteed! If you were, Meg, Meg, if you were in a game for 40 minutes, and you looked at your jungler, and he's 0-1 and 0, I guarantee you, you would be flaming too. You'd no, be like... No, he's been dancing in base. He's just been <laughs> emoting in base the whole time. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh uh, that that but was even a... then on XL, bro. Why is it taking forty minutes, man? <laughs> why is that? Why is it a forty-minute game, man? Like, come on now, let's wrap it up. Like, we're trying to watch better games than this. Like, just for the sake of the audience, it. please let's get this over with. Yeah. A strong, strong contender, Meg. What have you brought to the table? Um. Well, I've just lost the game that it was from, but it's applicable universally. So mine is going to be going to my sweet angel, my my wonderful, wonderful support boy, Tura, who oh, in no. a, I think it was a game against um, Misfits for XL, had more kill participation for the enemy team than he did for his own. I no. believe he was 0-4-2, and it would be, that's like an okay KDA, right? That's like, okay, you had kind of a bad game. And you're, you're a support. You, you are Tom Kench, so that shouldn't okay. be... Like, there are worse supports to have that KDA on, but that's not the only time that's happened. There have been a couple games where Old Boy has had more kill participation <laughs> for the enemy team than he has for his own. And it's Tori, just... Tori it's been It's been something. And he's had some good games, don't get me wrong. I can't remember what they were, but he has probably had some good games. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's it's just it's been something. It's been it's not been a great split for your boy Tora. And we'll, going please it. stop laughing because I'm trying to make this serious and you're making me laugh. I'm not laughing. But <laughs> no, it's a bad season. It's been a know. bad split for your boy Tora. I'm sure he will be able to bring it back in in the future in Excel's eventual playoffs that they will definitely make. However. True. This has this has not been it for Fitcher Boy. It has not been the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my um, uh, my, my my contender was going to be uh, either just uh, uh, that entire game, two kills in forty minutes, um, that individual performance. But even then, like, if you make a game last forty minutes and you've only gotten two kills, you, either you deserve a pat on the back, or the flame shouldn't be directly completely at your team because if if you have only died twice. As a team, it took you that long to put the game away. Questions yeah, need to be asked. Um, but there was um, it, it, speaking of of men who um, have not quite had the, the best uh, split. My boy Checo lad, um, he's had a mm. couple of um, a couple of toughies. Uh, one specifically came to mind, where as Oriana, someone with a slightly better wave clear uh, that can you know hold her own more in a side lane than her handshake partner Syndra. Um, 
got gapped to the tune of 80 CS by uh, Nuke Duck um, on Syndra. Uh, he was on Oriana. Um, and then went three, nine, and four. Oh no! Um, oh, in honey. a in a in a twenty eight minute game, um, that's a tilter for sure. That's that's something that's it, it's a lot tougher to to come back from. Uh, I would yeah. say, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I I really want that. That's that's an honorable mention because I'm sorry. Oh one and oh <laughs> in forty minutes. That's that like that doesn't even seem real. Um, <laughs> it's. It's legitimately as if someone disconnected from the game. Right. Like, like Guys, the only my saving grace is that he. I need to turn off my PC. Let her go to bed, and then I'll join back into the game when she's gone to bed. That's that's like your mom unplugged the router because you yeah. need to go to bed. Oh my god! Like, let's be real, bro. Like, come on now. Like, there's 14 kills. How are you one of them, and you didn't participate in anything else? Yeah, that's also Hello? incredible. Like, like that, that deserves some sort of badge of honor. Is that the rest of your team yet. died 13 combined times, and you were like, "Nah, I am going to be posted." Oh I have God. wolves here. I have like a I was stood at wolf camp on respawn. Like, I have chickens here. There. I have ridiculous? so many animals, and I'm having so much fun here. I'm gonna set up a petting zoo. Nah. And he did have Sometimes 40 more CS than Dan. Sometimes you just have to play your own game. Sometimes yeah, you just have really to play well. your own game. Yeah. If so that game is World of Warcraft, then please play World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, you're raining. Legends. You're raining the whole time. All right. Okay. Um, so I think, I think as far as the award winner, I think that, that clearly <laughs> has um, has taken the cake. Moving on here, we've got to speed this up. But uh, <clears throat> Adate Award. And this we interpret it to just mean, compared to expectations, who, who, who's this was bigger? Whose gap the, yeah. was bigger? The gap mm-hmm. between expectations and reality. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg, we'll start with you on this one. Um... I am going to say Chekalad, our, our old favorite, old reliable from the from the previous segment. Um, he came off one of the most successful EU Masters runs ever. Like that AGO Rogue roster was insane. They were absolutely smurfing it in EU Masters. And obviously there is going to be a jump from EU Masters competitors to competitors in the LEC, but not this much of a jump. And it's not even a case of he's been, he's not been just like running it down inting, but he has not had anywhere near the amount of impact on that team that I would have expected or that he needed to have. It's very much been the Patrick show on XL this year. Again, the Patrick and Cries show. And for a player that was so coming off such a strong performance, I expected a lot more out of Jekyllad this split. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, in the mid lane, it felt like it was like yeah. you you've got to be able to do more here. You can't just keep constantly getting. And it's not up. like he went from playing like. Obviously, there's some issues when you transition teams to like changing playstyles, but it's not like he went from one drastically different playstyle to the other. Dan is not a farming jungler. Like Dan plays very similarly to how Zanzara played on that EU Masters run, and it's not like. Chekalad has to go from playing like Zed and 1v9 carrying to playing Lulu and just supporting his jungler. They play very similarly and he just for some reason couldn't translate that performance. So here's Grant, my nomination. See, I, I'm going to go the same team as you, technically. Like the same team as mm-hmm. in AGO Rogue. But I'm going to go with Zenzara. You mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, that AGO Rogue team, almost every single player made it to an LEC team because they're that good. Barring, um, I think, Woolite was the only one that didn't get on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so when I look at this team, I feel like it's kind of hard to say that they were 
Like they deserve a Daddy Award, but at the same time, from um, the amount of stuff that I heard about them coming mm-hmm. into this split, I can't not give it to one of those guys because <clears throat> if you look like like at Zanzara, for example, <clears throat> he had incredible stats during like EU Masters, right? Yeah. He was a really really big part of that that the, the success rate of that team, right? Um, but if you look at his champion pool, for example, he doesn't mm-hmm. play this like very like. If you look at the top junglers in the league, they play a lot of Lilia and and, and um, <clears throat> Nidalee and mm-hmm. Olaf. But Zanzara plays more. He plays like he likes Skarner. Skarner and uh, Set were his two big yeah, ones. Set, that he masters, right? He he's not usually found on like carry junglers. And when he came, and and the thing is, it's difficult to say again that because that team together was really great. And so, obviously, if you take certain pieces off the team and put it into another team that might not even be as talented, then obviously they're going to struggle. But um, I can't think of another player or other players that had this much hype of the, for them coming in than those guys from AGO Rogue. Yeah. And so I have to give it to Zanzara because I was going to say Chuck a lot too. But... Um, yeah, it, it, like these guys, I think they still have a crap ton of potential. It's just up to the organizations to be able to build properly mm-hmm. around them. With if it's like not, you know, veteran talent that'll help build them up, it's fellow rookies that are really hungry for success so that they yeah. can all improve together. Because it felt like on those teams, like Zanzara and Astralis. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, it's he wasn't are, given a massive amount to work with. Yeah, exactly. For for people who are who are listening in on on, on Spotify and, and and Google Play and stuff, I was doing like a a Jordan shrug. Like, what can he do on the Astralis team? That that team is not the best, yeah. right? They're a bottom two team. The players on that roster didn't fit at all properly together, and so I can't blame Zanzara for having a lackluster season. Um, and kind of the same thing for um. For for Chocolat, in a way, like yeah. they, it's not the best. It's not as bad as Astralis. they're not quite mm-hmm. being set up for success in the same way someone like Trimby was. Trimby exactly. got by far like he got the Midas touch coming off yeah. that team. Hundred percent. It it is the perfect example of like it, it was like the effect of like a like a like a tactical joining Team Liquid, mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. like you're joining a team as a rookie with a bunch of not completely veteran but like they're experienced they're very 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 talented and they can help bring you up to their level right and when you look at rogue they their lineup is 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 incredible and Mm -hmm. so that's what happened with trimby is that they brought him up to their level because he had to he had to improve like that so i'm giving the daddy award to to zanzara just because you know the amount of hype that that ago rogue had lineup had but I don't think that this is the last we'll see of these guys. I think that we're going to see them a lot because I think that they're Agreed. still really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if nothing else, I think Zanzara because he, you know, he was, it's like he was on that AJRO squad, but he also played like a number of years in um, in Russia, right? Mm-hmm. In CIS. Yeah. So the CIS, he yeah. did have a lot more experience. And I think he, you know, he showed it at times that like he, you know, he was the reason that on those Skarner games that like they would just pull out stuff out of a hat, right? He just hard camp someone and just kind of brute force that team. Uh, to a win um i was i was gonna say either 
you know, Sagenda just for kind of similar reasons. But I think that a shout for, and I'll keep this brief, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm bummed that I can't really elaborate more on this, but as far as, expect, again, expectation of performance, for this split only, please, listeners, for this split only, <laughs> I think Bwipo needs a shout. Mm. Hmm. For expectations and what we know that this dude can do, he had multiple just just tough tough games that, that that riven game may have just been a cure-all right of like you know again and like his past performances will speak for themselves i'm like look he got his team out of a best of you know out of a best of five i'm interested to see how he goes into you know this matchup against shulka into broken blade a guy who's a very good top laner in his own right um mm-hmm. but the numbers again kind of speak for themselves um you know most deaths by like a pretty significant margin of any top laner only guy with a kda uh below two and a half um, as a top laner and really, really mm. low, uh, you know, a lower kill participation and a high death percentage as well. Again, these numbers just kind of speak for themselves that like, as far as the consistency you would expect out of a guy who has been there, done that so many times, yeah. I think that's worth consideration if we're just purely talking about expectations versus reality and how big that gap was because the expectations for him individually were so sky high. Oh, and yes, high. we know the adversity right. that that team has gone through. Um, but still, I think the consistency yeah. uh, was or lack thereof, was was really, really tough to see. But, moving it on here. Uh, things that would kill LS. Um, I will start this one off. There was a game here. Let me pull up the draft. Um, it was... Okay, it was in Week 8. Uh, Shalka versus Vitality. Shalka won this game. Uh, Vitality notched six kills, so better than them. You know, uh, <laughs> our, our, our boys. But uh, The game that should not be named. Ever the game again. that will no longer be named. Um, yes. LS specifically, uh, he hates Renekton, we know this, but uh, to pick it as your very last pick on red side into, um, now granted, you know, picked it into Karma top or it would have been uh, Rise top, but it was, it was either one of those two, but like, look, that kind of matchup is really, really tough. You could, but like, to self-counter just so dang hard, um, and in your very last pick, yes, look, Nar was banned out, Jace was banned out, Shen was banned out, um, but... You could take another Enchanter up there. Karma is really, really strong and doesn't really have a lot of hard counters um, mm-hmm. just due to her kit. But she's not trying to stomp you in lane. And just taking that directly into it um, made me really sad. Um, and he, <laughs> I think, had a, had a bit probably on the desk where he, I think, broke this down. But um, that was just not... The, the only thing more sinful than blinding Renekton and allowing yourself to get counterpicked like that. Um, but even then, it's like if you blind it and you're going to ban out all his counters like okay you threw three counters at a renekton you threw three three bands at a renekton counter hello like that's just that's just uh like what like medical malpractice but for coaches um (laughs) legal yeah anyway yeah yeah. um on to uh uh, tyler you you have a you have a fun little candidate um very recent very recent um it was during the playoffs g2 versus shalka game five deciding game this was in a deciding game Oh no! Um, and <clears throat> G two had drafted Seraphine, right? And by <laughs> horrible champion. <laughs> uh, we look at all the items on Shalka by the end of the game, and the only the only healing reduction were like full built healing reduction items were. Uh, Thorn mails on the tanks. Granted, right, um, the ADC, their ADC was a six level, like, 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 like a six item champion at that point. 
no healing reduction. Like straight up no healing reduction. And then and then and then the other players, they had just started to build uh healing reduction, like like Grievous Wounds items, against a seraphine that's scaled. So it was one of the most <laughs> it's one of and I think a lot of people who've played against Seraphine know this feeling of you get in a team fight. You're kind of like like going back and forth, and then you look over at the enemy team, and there's like, they they still have all of their health. <laughs> They're still full health bars. There I thought they got rid of that. Yeah, there was I thought a they were screen at grab of a moment in um that game where the Seraphine healed the Scion for I think one thousand three hundred and forty six. Yeah, that, something ridiculous. You need healing reduction. Why, I don't know why the AD, like their ADC didn't build. There was no like there was no healing reduction items on on his list. Six items. Mm. It's like yeah, maybe that that sixth item uh, instead of a um, an LDR or a guardian angel. Um, maybe you take that into uh, in, into. You need the LDR reduction. Yeah, you definitely the, need the LDR into Scion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, into Scion, Yankos was building a ton of armor on the volleyball. Exactly, you need um, the LDR, but. You gotta have healing. Yeah, but like for a Seraphine. to your point, like the only thing that kind of saves this is that Abadaga got a Oblivion Orb on Azir. But it's not even complete. Exactly. One, it's not it's complete. It's a bit late. Um, and two, yeah. yeah, I mean, Limit has a Thorn Mail on, uh, yeah, on on Rel. There's a Thorn Mail on Gilius on Udir, uh, and there is a Executioner's Calling on Broken Blade. The yeah, Thorn Mails, again, remember, late. They have to auto attack you. They have to hit you. If like, reckless, if reckless is auto attacking you, that's his fault. He's not going to make that mistake. Uh-huh. Um, and broken blade exactly. is not going to jump on top of your of your eighty carry of your seraphine that's in way in, know, the, in the back in Madrid. Yeah, she's chilling. Yeah. <laughs> she's standing behind a very beefy scion. Her she's ulti fine. goes two screens. She doesn't need to be there. She's that's, like, yeah, she ults an ulting ah! scion, and that's, that's it. It's like over. cross map. Yeah, it's over. Like it, it was ridiculous because that was a game five. You could have, you could have done some, and suddenly Seraphine's healing the entire team. That champion is ridiculous, by the way. Like she's extremely strong. Uh, yes. Meg, to you. Um, I'm gonna keep this short because um, I don't claim to know a massive amount about drafting. This just seemed Yankos is Rexai. I just can't. I just don't understand why this was the pick. Like, I just, I can't, in this team comp and against the champions that it's against, there were two junglers banned. There was mm-hmm. an Udyr ban and there was a Hecarim ban. There was also an Aatrox ban. If you're playing Aatrox jungle, you're trolling. There's so yeah. much that you can go for and you go for Rek'Sai? Really? And like... They this was a game against Mad. They lost this game. Like I went o four and three. Mm. Like this just this mm. is not the Mickey's Vega support in this game was mm. also possibly not not the source that we know and love from G two. Smells like limit testing to me. Wonder did also go o eight <laughs> on Scion. This is another factor to consider in this loss. But I don't know. This was just this was a little strange. This I wasn't a huge fan of the Rex Light in this case. Yeah. S- smells like limit testing. If you a little bit. <laughs> Rek- Rek'Sai with a Vagar support. And an 08 yeah. Scion. Yeah, a lot of Fresh things went pasta. wrong there, but... Yeah, I think that was just like, yeah, this champ used to be good a little while... Uh, never mind, never mind, never mind. We're- yeah, yeah, let's, 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 let's shelf it. Lilia. Put it back in the cupboard. Yep. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll play Lilia and we'll play Nidalee. Thanks, sorry. Um, I won't do it again. 
All right. Uh, and then moving on to the best at-home gaming setup. Uh, these was this was cool about this split is that we got to see and, and just you know in summer as well, but like in this split, especially as teams really bought into like okay, we're gonna be here a while. The best at-home gaming setups, rapid fire. I would say G two because they kind of play on this like they play on like the second floor with like the glass like windows like overlooking kind of some of the facility. I think that's kind of yeah, sick. Yeah. I think it's a really yeah, cool yeah. place to just like yeah, we're the best and we're literally above you. Not just figuratively. Um, I think that's a, a flex and a half. Uh, all right, to Tyler. Uh, I like Shalka's because uh, it reminds me of the old like LAN parties for Halo, where you like you have a bunch of yep. the TVs that are like around like someone's living room or like around someone's house, mm. and so you just hear everyone like, "Oh no, no, my God!" Blah, blah, blah. And you just you're just around one table or something, and you have all the tables like like all the consoles and stuff. It's so, like I, I would do that just because it's nostalgic. It's like really fun to just have all your friends, and that's like kind of the feeling that I get whenever I go to like because we do have one PC bang near my house. And it's kind of like that, where you have that, like, mm -hmm. setting. That's nice. So, yeah. Unrelated, but I'm going to see if I can get one of our editors to put this into the video once we're done with this. Have you guys seen the image that is from a LAN? It's some guy playing original CSGO on, like, some beat-up monitor. And he's taped to the ceiling. He's, like, <laughs> duct-taped to the ceiling of the room that he's in. I'll get um, someone to put the photo in here. Sorry to everyone who's on oh. Spotify. This won't mean anything to you. But there is an nice. image from an old LAN in like early 2000s where some guys just duct taped to the ceiling holding this actually keyboard. sounds vaguely familiar yeah it's what like the... it's a mythic image <laughs> I will show you after anyway yes, yes. moving on because that's sorry people on Spotify This that was that was not a segment for you but if that means that you should come watch the YouTube video because then you will get yes. more wonderful mm -hmm. visual content like that yes. picture of a yes. guy taped to a ceiling playing um, CSGO but anyway my um, best at-home gaming setup is Rogues, and it is for two reasons. It is not much to do with the actual <laughs> setup, or like the room that they are in, or their peripherals, or anything <laughs> like that. It is the Rogue plushy penguin that is just chilling on, like, sitting on one of the rafters in the room that they're playing in, just like watching the world go by, surveying their games. You just want the plushy. <laughs> I do kind of want the plushy. Rogue, if you could tell me where you got that plushy, I would very much appreciate it. And girl up. the Larson's underwater seascape towel that he has, he had it on stage this weekend. It's it's such a weird thing to notice, but he has like, it's like a coral reef towel that has like fish all over it and it hangs over the back of his chair when he That's plays. Really and it's really cute. I like it a lot. I like it when players have like these little personal touches. So you'd play there to just take their stuff. You just take the towel and you take the plushie and then dip. A little bit, maybe. <laughs> it's fine. That's fine. Hey, you that give Trimby a chance. Reason. Why not give another US support a chance? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I got hey. plushies and stuff. That's hey, fine. I played. I played yeah. ten placement games and ended up bronze too. Give me a chance. You won't regret it. <laughs> oh, it'd be like that far more often than not. Uh, all right, last one. This is kind of a. All right, we got, we got to keep this quick. But most underappreciated player. Um, yeah, the, the sixth man award, maybe for for uh, for a little conventional sports uh, comparison. Tyler, we'll start with you. I'm going to give it to Kaiser. I think that a lot of people this season, um, understandably, were paying attention to Elioya and Armut. These guys have been Smurfs whole season, but from the 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 series that we saw just this past weekend, we saw how crazy and how critical Kaiser is to that team in terms of their play style, in terms of how aggressive they can be, he's almost always the guy that initiates. He was the guy that, like, if you put him on Alistar, you know he's going to be mooing in your face and punching the ground up 
around you. Like the, he is so good. Um, I know that he's been talked about before, mm-hmm. especially since you know Mad. They were pretty good last year, but I think that this season, I think that he's been really, 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 really good. Um, and we saw that in the series, and I'm really excited to see how they play against uh, G2 because aggression versus aggression. But yeah, I think that he's one of our one of our more under talked about sixth man, sixth men, sixth man men sixth in men. Europe. Yeah, close yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Meg. Uh, I'm going to go with Jezu. I think um, SK has very much been talked about as the treats show this split. And understandably, Mm. he's been smurfing. He's absolutely insane. But a good support is nothing if he does not have the damage to follow him up. And Jezu is a really, really consistent team fighter. Like, he's kind of... He's just, like, sitting above the middle of the pack statistics wise in pretty much everything he is just slightly better than kind of the soup in the middle but i think that's kind of important like you it is important to celebrate those players who can consistently consistently put out those not insane not incredible not world championship winning but very good consistent clean reliable performances and i think that's what jezu has been for sk this split okay and i am going to give it to upset not because i don't think people recognize how integral of a part of uh, of this fanatic squad he is but because i don't think people realize just how good he has been just how mm-hmm. insane his numbers have been look mm-hmm. everyone has been talking about and again understandably so reckless he had a 12.6 kda that is literally double what the next best 80 carry had hansama at 6.3 literally double um but again that it is a ratio so mathematically it's because ma- mainly it's because he had 18 deaths compared to Hansama's 33. Uh, but if you go down that list, upset, 6.0. Uh, fourth most assists, third most kills. Hansama, 103 kills. Reckless, 101 kills. Upset, 96 kills. Deaths, lowest to highest. 18 for Reckless, 26 for Crown Shot, which doesn't count because he had fewer games. Kabe, 29. Upset, 32. He is top three in. First blood percentage. XP diff at 10. CS different at difference at 10. Uh, and CS per minute. He has been... He has had an... If Reckless didn't have let, let's eliminate Reckless from the conversation, he would be in the he would be in the first team all pro discussion because his numbers have yeah. just been that good. Mm-hmm. And with a again a support as aggressive as Hilly, and who has had not his best split, the, the, that team around him has had so much adversity. In fact, and he has had to adjust yeah. his play style too. Like Meg was saying, like. Uh, you said earlier, I don't know if we're recording or not, but how upset traditionally that is not the style that he likes to play. He has had to shift his play style completely, but he has shown versatility there. Um, and he is the, if, if he is not, if you get a replacement level 80 carry on this fanatic squad, they're not in playoffs right now. Especially yeah. the fact that my guy had to replace one of the single most iconic players in League of Legends history ever. The best ADC in European history. Yeah. And he has done really, really well. Like, shout to Upset quickly, because he had a hard job coming in. And he is, like, he's really done well this split. Hey, Upset, my guy. Like, the everything around that entire situation that he had to come into. Like, imagine being the guy having to replace Reckless. Like, Yikes. not only, like, the, the pressure, but also the flame. Because it's just like, you're never going to replace Reckless. That's always going to be in the back of your head. Even though yeah. people might not be saying it, you'll always be saying... I'm trying to step in Reckless's shoes. And for him to play, honestly, one of the best seasons of his career. Yeah. Um, 
for a team that is going through a lot of stuff right now. I don't know all the details around what's happening with Fnatic, but it's clear that there are things that are happening behind the scenes that we don't know about. But for him to be able to step into this situation, into these circumstances, and play as well as he has, as probably the third best, second third best ADC in the league. Mad props. Respect to my boy. Respect to my boy upset. 100%. 100%. Big up stuff said. Uh, so, if you have, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this uh, this little fun little segment. The maybe. There are actually better discussions around just broader topics that I didn't think were going to get spawned out of this. Um, so, personally, yeah. I had, um, I this, this was a little more insightful than I thought it was going to be. So, I, so I guess maybe <laughs> my caveat yeah. of, my caveat of, oh, nothing past this point should be taken seriously. Maybe not. Some of it does. Maybe, yeah, some of but- it, yeah. Some of it should probably still be taken with a little bit of a grain of salt. Most, most, most. A little bit of that. Also, I'm yeah. really sorry, Zanzara. We didn't mean to do you as dirty as we did. Yeah, I feel I'm looking back now really like... And, and you have provided yeah. some of the best content. You have made me laugh the hardest oh, the of maybe anyone. Elite. Yeah, elite, he's yeah. been unbelievable. Yeah, uh, whoever's running Astralis' uh, social media and has given Zanzara just like gone completely unhinged just like yeah let him just like be his his goofy little self let him be um, himself it's it's pretty funny there's a video of him going into uh to the the practice room and when they announced like oh magic felix signed a contract and he's like while he's like on the practice room, he's like how are you feeling about it right and he's like just bugging him and magic felix <laughs> having absolutely none of it um yeah. it's, it's very very funny um, yeah. Anyway, He's that'll good. do it for us. Big thank you to Meg. Big thank you to Tyler. I don't know if I pointed in the right directions, but on Discord I did. Uh, we will be <laughs> back here next week, hopefully with a very special guest um, that we are really, really looking forward to. Uh, but the episode 16 is next week. You can catch us on YouTube in Living Color, as well as for the audio listeners on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and Google Play. Let's yeah. go! Grand Slam. And with that, that has been episode 15 of the Critical Strike Podcast. I've been Henry K. Moore, and we'll see you here next week. <laughs>